Support the Amigos podcast on Patreon or PayPal and receive cool perks and rad swag. Visit our page at everythingamiga.com support. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Hi everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to be talking about Damocles. Ooh. Did I just swear? A little bit. Mercenary 2. Mercenary 2. Aaron, did you ever read Soldier of Fortune magazine? Read it. I'm published in it. Really? That's right. I didn't realize that you were a gun for hire. They ran one of those before and after soldier picture things. I was the before. Mm. God doesn't know how to use guns. Doesn't have any camo, doesn't hunt. I often wonder if they have sort of like the Charles Atlas ads in those magazines where it's like, are you a weakling weighing 93 pounds? 98 pounds, 98 bro. pounds. Wow, you're really stretching there. <laughs> but, you know, did you ever actually look through a soldier? I've never seen one. You've never seen one no. in West Virginia? I know, is They it give incredible? those things out at the post office. Like, here you go. I have, yeah, I've looked through them. And ninja books. I used to read the crap out of those, too. You ever read those ninja books? Mm-mm. Martial arts. Asian, Asian world of martial arts. What's often featured in a ninja book? Tabby boots. Okay. Wall climbing claws. No. Shurikens. Wall climbing claws? You know, the, the deal Are they with the Wolverine hands? Well, no. Wolverine, you try climbing a wall like this. You break your wrist. These things... They mount right on here. They're little claws like this. Wow. And they're gloves. That's, well, they're, no, they're, they're metal deals. They're dealies. And you hook them to your hands, and you claw up the wall like that, like a hmm. ninja. And you've got them, the, the tabby boots, you put those on the bottom. So they're like, they're like an inverse brass knuckles. Brass knuckles don't have any points on them, boat. Well, you sharpen them up, they do. No, you, they don't. That's impossible. You can't have brass. That's a whole different thing you're talking about there. You're talking like a sapo glove. Well, I was thinking about dealies. You've never done anything really dangerous and tough outside of sword play, have you? When it comes to, like, you ever worn a coal miner's glove and cracked a sucker down at the beer joint? A coal miner's glove? Mm-hmm. Is that like a coal miner's daughter? No, it's a glove. You can get in a fight over the daughter. You know, Dan, no doubt the, uh, is this the like coal a, miner's lounge, when they, when you get in a tussle, right. you got the coal miner's glove is on it, one hand and the Sapo glove on the Is it like hand. a steel-toed boot in glove form? It is. Okay. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. You, ever, you ever used a blackjack or a slapjack on a sucker? You know what that is? Is that like a billy club? No. A billy club's a stick. This is more like a picture like a, a balloon, okay? Okay. Now, the balloon's made of leather, and instead of being full of air, like, picture one that's like sort of a limp balloon. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Instead of, you know what I'm talking about, Boat. Instead of air in the limp balloon, you've got, like, some heavy metal or crap in there. And then when a sucker starts giving you a lip or jumps, dumps his schlitz on you, mm-hmm. right? right? When the schlitz starts firing, you whap this guy upside the head with this blackjack. Now, but you said it's small. It is. So, but I mean, is it still sticking out of your hand no, as you bring it down? Picture the limp balloon hanging like this, and when you wing across, the balloon goes, woo, and it whacks the guy. Oh, yeah. That seems kind of These neat. are the lowbrow weapons of choice here in West by God, Virginia. Mm. Sapo glove, uh, uh, you got your coal miner's glove, you know, all of the is ninja say, stuff. What about a midnight special? I, don't, I mean, that's a gun. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, that's also on tap, <laughs> but we don't use this, we can help it. You never been in a big mass bar fight, I'm guessing, have you? Not not as often as I wish. You ever you ever whacked a drunk idiot with a chair or a pool cue? I've never whacked a drunk idiot. Well, you should try it. We could go to the Coal Miners Lounge. They're still it's open. F- it's five minutes away. You know, Midget Wrestling is coming back. It was already here. Oh, is it already yeah, coming gone? And we missed it, I'm mm-hmm. afraid. Yeah, that That's would be awesome. Shame. But, uh, no, Soldier of Fortune, you could hire guys to go out and... I guess you could have higher guys. You get you some Mercs. Yeah, you know? which I think is another game on the Amiga. It it, it might be, but it's a it's it, it's an arcade game. But you get you some hired guns, mm-hmm. and then you uh, invade a, a third world country, right? Or they at least use help those guys to augment your localized army. Sure, you're just uh, like you. Can, I bet the A team stuff like that. You could probably hire those guys out of the back of one of those magazines if you're lucky, you and know. if they can find you. Yeah, that's right. If you're lucky, and, and I don't know what they charge, but considering they bring in all that ammo, they have plane rides and boat rides. They, they got that sweet. sweet how do these band. suckers afford the A team? I always wondered, Dad. Well, you're an orphanage. We're gonna bring in these. Th- I mean, if you think about it, we're bringing in hired thugs mm-hmm. to beat up these other hired thugs. Right. 
B.A. Baracus ain't working for cheap. That's true. You ever seen that guy? You know he goes through chicken like and 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 meat. He's a big body butter. Those guys eat nothing but protein. Yeah. Not to mention his collection of gold chains. He he makes it all up though because he wears that rope belt. I've always wondered how a man that can wear twenty four karat you know gold chains has to settle for a rope around his waist. Is that what he's wearing? Is a he's rope? He's wearing a rope belt. I never looked at his waist. To be oh, honest I look with at it all the time. Did you used to watch the A team back in the day? Yeah, I loved it. I was a little scared by it. I, I didn't. You were watch scared the, of the A team. I didn't watch the violent. Which parts. character scared you the most? B A. He was a scary guy. Murdoch with that cigar. I didn't like the way he talked. Murdoch was my favorite guy. Really? Yeah, because he's howling mad. He, he drove was. a plane. He was crazy. Yeah. He used to drive B A nuts. He was good on Star Trek too. You watched, I, should, I should watch that again, the A-Team. You watched The Next that. Generation, right? Oh, yeah. You remember his character on there? Was he on The Next Generation? Yeah. What did he, who did he play? He was, he was, was he cute? Man, your geek cred is just... Your bar cred's in the toilet, and now your geek cred's in the toilet, and your lawn care cred's in the absolute <laughs> toilet. Move on. Okay. Well, Aaron, this week it's been a busy world in the Amiga community. There's tons of stuff going on. Barkley. Thank you, Pix. Um, I do want to give a quick shout out this weekend, where we covered it a couple weeks ago, the NAUG group is meeting. Did you see their banner thing? I saw Figgy made this incredible looking banner. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there are several of our uh, of our Norse buddies are uh, driving in from parts unknown all over the country. They're all converging upon this town, which is uh, totally... Um, I, I can't say it. It's it's like there's lots of it to spit everywhere and yeah. roll stuff. You know, before you move on, I just want to I want to show you that everyone in, in our chat room's got a lot of geek cred because we had three people scream out Barkley. Oh, Barkley, Barkley, yeah, not guy. Broccoli. It's Barkley. Like what? What a dog, Barkley. Oh, Carry on. Broccoli. You've never seen Next Generation in your life, have you? Okay, no said. Keep on trucking. Chat, back me up on the broccoli thing. There's a story behind it. You okay. must have never read any of the no, books. No, I guess not. Okay. Um, so, let's talk about Amiga News. What about Coming the Coming up first, see? Bam! Thank you. <laughs> You're an idiot. Carry on. Uh, so, start here is what I've written in my notes. So, let's start right here. This is phase 101. All you've got is Facebook. That's <laughs> yeah. all it says. It's not easy to uh, put these uh, these. Oh, what, so what is this? I don't know what this is. Yeah, so there is a hacker group called Phase 101. Ooh, okay? cool name. And they've, they've cobbled together their story. This is a story that takes place over many, many years. And uh, these guys, I can't remember, they're from Malta, actually. I remember you that. Know, is that. Is it just me or does Malta sound like an exotic locale? Because you hear about Malta, the Isle of Malta, mm-hmm. and it's, I believe, as I recall, in World War II, there was a, it was a tumultuous area that was seized by the Germans briefly. Sure. And uh, 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 various movies take place there, and it's, they've got castles and stuff on Malta, I think. Yeah. So pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. So these guys, right after World War II, and they, they freed the island, they started a hacker group, and they, they cracked a Are bunch you of games. <laughs> So you're yanking my chain. Yeah. <laughs> I just about bowed down on these guys. I mean, they freed the island, then started the group. You suck, boat. We just freed the island. Man, we got to get this copy of Shadow of the Beast out there without the copy protection. <laughs> what a jerk. So um, anyway, this guy, these guys have a Facebook page. I don't think they have a real website, but if you go to the Phase 101 story on Facebook, you yeah. can check out. There's like eight volumes of this thing. They've got a website, but you have to be elite to get there. That's true. And clearly, you don't have that kind of cred. I don't have what it takes. Yeah. Um, I like that. Now, early, early on in the show, Aaron, we yeah. talked about AmiKit. Do you remember this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I still have it. I, I use it on yeah. occasion. So you, why don't you explain uh, what Amy Kit is? Well, now, I haven't used it for a long time in terms of, I don't know what they've got going now, but it was sort of a uh, um, out-of-the-box, one-stop, like your Amiga rigged up with a bunch of fancy schmancy stuff on top of Absolutely. it. Emulation special. And I believe they were working on a gimmick to allow you to basically use the same kind of thing on an actual Amiga, as I recall. Right, right. What this guy, um, I, I don't... What do you say? Why he, they, 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 <laughs> they start out not speaking English, but yeah. 31 minutes into this interview, yeah. the English begins. Real? What is up with that? I, I, I think that they just do half of it in whatever oh. language they're originally in. I have no is context for this. Maybe so. Um, I didn't actually save the link, and I don't even remember where I got this from. Uh, but there is, if you're interested in... <laughs> What's the interview about? Well, it's about, there. this guy is interviewing the creator of Amicus. And who was the guy interviewing him? I can't remember. It's just some guy. It's some guy. 
So if you're at all interested in AmiKit, if you use AmiKit and you want to find out about its historical roots, check this thing out. You remember back in the old days, we used the crap out of that, didn't we? Yeah. I get it. I was like, here you go, Boat. I'm going to set you up. This was especially before I really learned how to use WinUAU well. And it's super fancy. Yeah. The desktop looks like any modern you know, Windows, Mac desktop. Yeah, that's nice. All right. And those guys, you know they do a lot of hard work on their boat. Next up, Aaron. It's 10 Mark. Oh, yes. He's back. The 10-minute Amiga Retrocast this week is covering the GoTech drive. Yes. So you have some experience with the old GoTech, don't you? Here's how you use the old GoTech. I'm going to spell it out. I'm going to make a one-minute version. What you do is you go buy the GoTech. Then you have to update it with the Amiga firmware. Then what you do is you take your Amiga 500, you set it down, you get you some hacksaw. You just cut a big chunk of that sucker right. out. And then you post pictures of it on the internet. That's and say, right. Look what I did. And then you, what now, any jerk can use screws to keep something in. <laughs> nope. What a loser. What you do is get you some double sided tape, That's stick right. that sucker in there, mm -hmm. wire it up, and you're in. And then you never touch that Amiga for the next five years. That's, That's right, because it works. It works perfectly. It works perfectly. I, I'm, I've got plans for that Amiga 500, and I will vindicate myself. Listen, it, it seemed like a good idea at the time. I swear to God, I thought I'd do it. I thought it would turn out great. Well, it didn't. I miss it. It doesn't look that bad. It's not like it's horrible. It looks okay. I think it looks passable. I think it looks pretty good. As long as you don't look at it, it looks great. Listen, don't give me any grief, Boat. <laughs> <laughs> that 500 was jacked up in all kinds of ways anyway well, before that even happened. So don't feel too bad about it. Yeah. Anyway, Tenmark takes you through the paces. He shows you all the ins and outs. But what I want to focus in on is Tenmark's uh, desktop wallpaper. Fancy. Back there in the shot. Uh, he has received his Amigathon postcard and magnet like I hope you all have. I've seen them starting to roll in on the Discord. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. You know, 10 minute here, he... Uh, he his version of putting this in, oh, he's got to take the top off the computer. Take the top off. He's got to cunningly place it in a, net, in a, in a way that it's accessible. <laughs> he's got to do everything right. Well, that's fine. Make me look like a jerk. Thank God I didn't put up my video, how to install the, the <laughs> which I shot. That video has been deleted hundreds of times. And I don't know, do you have his other video up here where he gives the speech? Yeah, so this is a, uh, a new video that just came out. He yeah. actually gives a whole presentation on Commodore's line of 8-bit computers. Oh, yeah. And so if you're at all interested in the 64, the 128, and the, SS6, the SX64, which he's got up there, uh, Tenmark is a very, very intelligent guy. Think about us and the opposite of that. Yeah. And, uh, he, he really and knows what's up. He's witty. He's well-spoken. He knows all the technical terms and the jargon. It's funny, like in the past, like say six months, I, I, how long you think? How long has Tinmark been making these? It hasn't been that long, has yeah, it? Yeah, not that long. It's like him and like Pixel Vixen, and it's just like they are enormous personalities. They're they're movers well, and shakers. We got half of that. What, what do we got? Enormous. We got. <laughs> I'm working on it, boat. <laughs> but these people have came. I, I love it. I love it. I mean, and these are some, this is some quality, quality stuff. Great learning tool. The stuff you can go back and watch over and over. Not like our sorry, <laughs> sad, tired act. You see us once, you're done. Get the heck out of there. But I highly recommend 10 marks of gold. And finally, our boy, Ravi Abbott. He's back. He's not spinning the tunes this week. He's unwrapping the package. Oh, man. He just, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> Go. Just go. <laughs> stop, stop saying stuff like that and just keep going. He got a ZZ9000 for the Amiga. Are you? Do you know what the ZZ9000 is? It's an Amiga with a huge beard. Okay. I don't it might know. be. Uh, this thing gives your Amiga everything you want. It gives you <laughs> full HD resolution. Okay. Gives you, oh, man. Yeah. You, it's got a built-in scan doubler. It gives you a gig of RAM. It gives oh. you an Ethernet card. It gives you an SD card. It's for all of the big box Amigas, the uh. 2000, 3000, 4000. So <laughs> we're out of luck. But, this, uh, but Ravi, actually, he, he actually talks a lot about it with the chat, and then he finally unwraps it. And, um, He's got to build suspense, both. Oh yeah, that's that's what it's all about. This thing is remarkably small in stature. Yeah. Uh, you know, it slides right in. What do you what do you call those slots? Just expansion slots? Is there a cool yeah, acronym? Zoro slots. Zorro yeah. slots. Trapdoor RAM. I no, know all the not, terms. No, that's not trapdoor. Okay. There's a, there's a there's a bracket on it there. That looks. That's a that's your Swiss Army knife of cards. Right. That's if you've that got is. that, you don't need much else. Now I wonder if you can use that with the. But, <laughs> 
<laughs> Look at Duncan Styles. He's on my wavelength right there. <laughs> the A500 with the checkmate. And we should mention, this isn't listed amongst your news items, but I'll, I'll go ahead and mention it. Uh, the fellow over at Checkmate posted a video this week. You know, uh, these uh, these Checkmate 1500s have been shipping. You yeah. Know, and people are getting these bad boys. Including I watched, I watched Last week I mentioned that uh, I'd watch uh, Pixel Mix and Put Hers Together, and I believe uh, Neil... Uh, uh, MPH, right? Neil Patrick Harris? No, Neil from Retro Man. Oh, Cave. that Neil. The main man, okay. Neil. The real ha man. Has, has been putting his together. But apparently there's been a, a small snag in some of these with the... Uh, there's a... Uh, and it's just a fingerboard's all it is. It's just a pass-through board that slips into the uh, sidecar of the Amiga 500 that sort of reroutes the uh, expansion slot at an up around to fit into this case, okay. right? Because the Amiga 500, the slot goes out like that, uh -huh. and this thing's it, this is just like a series of slot of uh, lands. It's go boop, you know. It's just a little car. This like is this. a thing that comes with the that five, comes the, with the fifteen hundred. And apparently, what you're having here is some on certain bits of hardware, you're having some timing issues, mm. which goes to show you how close they cut some of this stuff. I mean, th this should really make such a small bit of difference. And I will say, I believe the guy's his name is Steve, the fellow over yeah. there, and he's uh, Stephen Jones. I love the, I like this. I mean, I've seen his interviews. We talked about that stuff, but I mean, he hits when it comes to checkmate. He hits this stuff head on. He was out, put the video out. He explained what was going on. Uh, it's not a huge. It's it's not a deal breaker by any stretch of imagination. It's just if you have certain uh, peripherals that you may have some trouble. It's one of those gimmicks where you like. If you hit reset like four times on the fifth time, bam, it comes up perfectly. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's one of those. Yeah. They're the hardest ones well, to find. Well, if you're involved in the hobby, you're used to doing stuff like that anyway. So just deal with it. Hit yeah. reset a couple times, you're fine. See, I'm, that you're, you're, you're being mockish or amusing, but that's exactly why I feel I like do that with thing. every computer I have. I mean, yeah, you just got to... Listen, it's, this stuff's so old. Mm -hmm. If it comes on, there's a little dance right, right there. Then if it works and you could do something with it for like an hour, that's the big dance. Mm -hmm. Because this stuff's old, man. And when you're making all these crazy contraptions for these old computers, you're going to get some weird quirks. Right. And it's not like I've seen people beating him down like, you screwed us. I don't think anyone did that. Mm -hmm. So it's all good. But I mean, I give the guy credit. He was on point, just like he's been throughout the whole thing. Upfront, honest, respectable. Something else that's, it's not really news. It's sort of, it's not news that's Amiga related. But I thought I mentioned I have heard the rumor that the uh, the Spectrum Next should be shipping sometime very soon. It's amazing. Have you heard that? You know, with our with our sister show, our Sinclair, yeah. uh, how many comments we get that just say how hyped people are for this thing. This has got to be the most looked forward to retro computing item in forever. You know what irritates me about the Spectrum Next? I'm gonna tell you. And here's what Mr. Ray bugs me. All right, I'm gonna come clean. When when early when they announced the Spectrum Next. I was like, eh. You know, I heard the guys over in Retro Asylum talking about it. I was like, meh. I don't care about that. So then we start this show, right? Uh, R. Sinclair. Right? And then we're playing this thing. And every week, I'm a little more attached to, one, to the to the Specky. And so now, after we've ran, I don't know how many weeks we've ran that show. What, about 20 weeks? Yeah, like about half a year. And so now I'm like, oh, man, I wish I'd gotten one of these things because it'd make my life so much easier. Mm -hmm. And it was worth the money. And every, I've heard a million people say, boy, if they have another run, uh, and of course they haven't finished the first run, uh, but I, unlike, and much like the uh, uh, the Checkmate, I don't think there's gonna be any doubt that the thing's gonna ship. And the amount of legwork and, and uh, uh, attention to detail these guys have put in, it's gonna be a solid unit, okay? And so uh, I will probably, if I can come up with the money, the perennial, pro same thing with the checkmate. If they run, have another run of that, if I can come up with some money, they're on my list. The, the next would be perfect for us. For I mean, you've got yours, but yeah. I, here's poor old Aaron. I'm sucking her out these emulators. Left in the cold again. And I want the real deal, mm -hmm. you know? So it's on my list. But hey, good news for all you people that have been patiently or impatiently waiting for this thing. It should be awesome. Absolutely. I can't wait till the early reviews come out. I'm dying to see what it looks like. You know how it plays. Well, that's going to wrap it up for our community spotlight this week. I do have two community bits of news, though. News bit number one, Colin419, distinguished friend of the show and supporter of the show, yeah. just became wed. Beautiful. Yeah. That was in your notes? Happy marriage, Colin419. Did you know that ahead of time? 
Or no. You, oh, I remember you, when I wrote this thing? Remember when I was writing something down? I thought you were. And you're just, like, what are you writing down? And I'm like, something I'm going to talk about. I thought you were writing down Aaron-related slurs on there. No, no, that's why. Congratulations, I also wrote, Colin, and you and you love it. He just he was here uh, just for a little while, and he had he had hit the sack. Or I whatever. think it was his honeymoon night, and he his wife was getting impatient, but he just had to hang on for some amigos. Maybe night. they have us on in the background. That's true. I'd like to think that's, that's what's going on. Absolutely. Take care of business, son. <laughs> and also, happy birthday, happy happy birthday. To the one and only Chris Foltz. Uh, hope you had a good one. Looks like he went over to Liverpool, saw the. This uh, was the big 5-0, wasn't it? Was it? I don't know. I don't know either. That's what I always say when I hear there's a birthday. <laughs> Is it the big 5-0? <laughs> it's funny until it happens to you. Then it's not. It's hideously unfunny. <laughs> That's rapidly approaching for you. No, God, I got pl- what? No, it's not. Yeah, it is. I'm not turning fifty. Like this time next year, you'll no, be less than listen, one year away. From this point forward, no talking. Okay. I don't want to hear about that. No one wants to hear about that crap. I'm ageless. Well, you are. Most people say that. Once you go bald when you're in high school, you just look the same for your entire life. That's true. I've seen pictures of you in high school. You look exactly oddly similar same. to yeah. the aged version you are yeah. today. Aged? Are you kidding me? Like a fine wine. Let's talk about this week's game, Aaron. <clears throat> okay. Let's do it. Well, let's not. I changed my mind. Okay. We're going to talk about Dreamcatcher and what he's been up to. Dreamcatcher. Well, good question. You know, he's, been, he's always up to some... I will, I've seen a lot of his videos flashing by this week. That's Bernard's here. Before we get to this week's article, uh, if you are a Dreamcatcher fan, and I know there are lots of you out there, um, some of his articles, because we really need to design the site at some point. When we designed everythingamiga.com... We? Uh, were we? When we designed, who did? Who actually did the designing work on this? And they actually put it together. When Jason Warren designed right. everythingamiga.com, he's the most brilliant um, hoser I know. You know, I I gave him several suggestions that I thought would be awesome. Uh huh. And it turns out my suggestions were all crap, and we should have gone with the design that he wanted from from Jump Street. You wanted crap from like the old Geo City days, right? You wanted the dancing. I wanted Jesus, the. I wanted. And you the wanted un- the hula girl, the in the under construction. Yep, I wanted signs. the guy with the fiddling with a, a you know a, an umbrella. So, this is what Dreamcatcher has done in the interim. He's actually created a page where it lists all of his articles by subject and game title. That is a tremendous move. Yeah. I yeah. saw that. I was like, and he's not, it's not the first time he has put together an awesome sort of a, a list of stuff that make things easier. I remember a while long ago, he did that eBay pricing, the most valuable Amiga oh, games yeah. thing. And I think he did one for joysticks, mm-hmm. so he's done a bunch of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, uh, you can. This is right on the front page of everythingamiga.com if you want to check it out. Now, let's go on to the main event. Full speed ahead, Mr. Parker. What can you tell us about this one, Aaron? Nothing. I All just right. noticed it <laughs> today. <laughs> but I know it's long and it has a bunch of games in it that I recognize. You've got your hard drive right there. And that game right there. Actually, you talked about that on this ARG. Is, this is Stunt Cycle, mm-hmm. and we did do it. We did a uh, that was our 70s episode. Mm-hmm. I love that episode because I got to have hair. I know I used that for our computer club thumbnail. Did you? Yeah, a wise decision. I see a little blurb there about Stunt Car Racer. Uh, that's a great game, and I believe that right there is Stunt Driving, which is another. You ever, you ever played Stunt Driving? No, yeah, it's pretty good. It sounds cool. Oh, it's yeah, and then <laughs> this is my nickname, Danger Freak. I've heard that, that's what they call me. Uh, that, well, we got to play that, don't we? Got to play the heck out of that. This is all. Looks like these are all about uh, motorcycle and, and extreme uh, racing titles. Right, right. Look at that goof. <laughs> that, that, that's not going to last. You can't be on a hood or the. the that's the, the truck of, of a, a car. car. Yeah, <laughs> that's no good. Oh wow. Man, <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna have to definitely check out that article. That looks, that looks like something See, Aaron, danger freak. Danger freak, Dowdy. That's right. And that that has a certain flair to it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I recommend anything Green Tetra does. I, I watch pretty much every. He pops so much stuff up on YouTube. I try to catch it all, but his articles are. Uh, and I believe you know. I don't know if it's still available. Remember when he compiled a bunch of his stuff into like a uh, one huge PDF? Mm-hmm. Is it? Do we still have that on the site? Yeah, that is that is somewhere on the site. This was a charity. We should we should mention this every so often. Uh, uh, Dreamcatcher was basically giving this away as a, for a donation to charity. Right. Uh, and and we should by next week we will have some action on this and make sure it's still up there. But yeah, I hope that's still because it was 
It was a, unbelievable. It's a great way to read his stuff. I'd love to have a, like a bound edition. I actually made myself a Dreamcatcher book one time. Really? With the best, and it was horrible. <laughs> I did a horrible job. It was was all, this like when you tried to make Teresa that book? This is way way worse okay. than that because it was just it was a tome, mm. you know. But I printed a bunch out and, then, and and I drilled holes in it. I've got it at work actually. It's great. I looked through it, you know, especially if we have a game that, it, that he's looked at. I'm yeah. like, I'll check this thing out. But yeah, I recommend it. All right, Aaron. Now it's time to talk about Damocles' Sword of Mercenary. Are you going to sing it? Two. One, two, three, four. Good loving. No. Give me that. The sword of Damocles is hanging over my head. Uh, no. Rocky Horror. Yeah, nothing. I, I must have just always skipped that, that song on the Listen, soundtrack. This guy's not a true Rocky Horror fan. Well, no, I will be the first to admit that. I've been there many times. So, <clears throat> Damocles. Mercenaries 2. Now, should we should mention both. Uh, how much? How many hours would you say you speculated that you spent on Mercenaries One? <laughs> I can answer that uh, easily. I've never played uh, Mercenary One nor Mercenary Three. This uh -huh. is my only Mercenary adventure as of now. Now, you know, I, I, uh, a couple weeks ago I read some box art, uh, box text for a game. I'm not gonna do that this week because this one's not as nearly as hilarious, but. I did have a look at this box to see what was on here, and it's actually, it's pretty good. It's well written. You can tell the guy that wrote this, they knew what was going on. Uh, but this game has an interesting plot, and this is sort of the uh, the brainchild of one man, and then he had some helpers, and we'll get to it. So, uh, Damocles Mercenary 2, uh, released in 1990 after a stretch of waiting, I might add. We'll get to that. Uh, and it was uh, one disc, published by an outfit called Novagen. Cool name. It is a cool name. Uh, you know, I have a girl named Nova Lee. You have a year. girl? Where is she at? My, one of my students. Oh. I'm sorry. That's how teachers talk. <laughs> when you... Yeah, I know. I know. Teach I've that, got a girl stag. That, <laughs> What's her name? Nova Lee. Nova Lee. Yeah, Nova Lee. Why Nova can't you be true? Right. <laughs> so, good God almighty. So, anyhow, uh, Nova Jen... Now, I had to say, but we haven't ran into these guys uh, yet. Uh, you know, they, they've got one of those names that I couldn't remember if we'd done anything by them oh, or not. Nova Jen? I yeah. don't remember that. I remember things like that because I'm a name guy. So mm -hmm. that's why I can't remember your name. <laughs> so they were responsible for a game called Backlash. I mm -hmm. like that. Encounter. Simple. So these are like one word titles. Hellbent. That's mm -hmm. a great one. I don't know. Hellbent? That seems a little explicit. Oh. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You're saying that? And Mercenaries 1 and 2 and 3. We should mention that. Now, uh, the, the the main man, King Dong, Commander Damocles, was a coder and all-around great guy and author named Paul Wokes. Yeah, he's right? woke. He's sort of famous, I think, amongst the certain people. Um, <clears throat> he worked on all the previously mentioned titles except for Hellbent. He also worked on Legends of Valor, all right, sounds okay. pretty good. And this was sort of his baby. Mm. All right, from everything I could I could get, this was the, he was sort of the main man. You had a uh, one of the graphics folks was a was a lady boat named Mo Warden. Short apparently short for Marion. You know, I miss back in the day. You used to have girls named Mo, Mo. pretty often. Yeah, man. Like uh, there was a girl, and you can't do that on television. Her name was her Mo. name was Moose. Oh, yeah, you're wrong again. Anyway, Moose, Moose, remember Moose? She was the host of the show. I thought her name was Mo, and I hate that show. And even I knew that. What about Nickelodeon Guts? I hate that. I, anything on Nickelodeon is crap. Once, the, once they got rid of Tomorrow People or whatever, it was done. Mm. You know, John it out of there. If you're a fan of the show, you don't know what I'm talking about. Okay, so anyway, um, uh, and Mo also worked on pretty much the same Nova Gen stuff that was out there before. Now, they've got a musician listening, but I don't remember hearing one bit of music in this. Did you hear any music at all? Let me think. I'm assuming this guy did sound. I think when you, yeah, because when you were coming in, like in the, the, the opening space, sequence, yeah, yeah there, was no, there was no sound. Simon Barry, no. who also did work on Backlash, I'm guessing, unless there's sound I thought, past where I got Looking at your notes, I thought that was his name, because you know how the British love Simon Barry Backlash, yeah. <laughs> that... That, that would have been a great that, name. That should it's be, a missed opportunity. That should be it. Now, this first appeared on uh, the Amiga's nemesis, the Atari ST. Mm. <clears throat> Although we we would like to get into the Atari ST. We just can't get hold of one. He's like, have you tried to price an Atari ST? They're expensive. Let me tell you something. Sell a house. Yeah. You know, mortgage the pets. Can you do that? No, Everything. well, I don't have pets. Well, mortgage the. did you mortgage them? 
Now, get this boat, and I'll get into this a little bit later. Uh, this was only out, uh, you had this out for the Atari ST, and, you, and the Amiga, of course, had a, a copy of it here. Uh, the PC, Psygnosis was working this game with Novagen for the PC, okay? And it apparently was done. We might as well just get into it now. And I looked at screen, it was featured in some like German and French magazines. I love, you know, it's one of these secret mission type things. And I, but it, it never got released. And I was like, why didn't this get released? And I keep seeing these vague things. Eh, we don't know why. We don't know what happened. Something happened. And basically, from what I could tell, and this is another one, Dreamcatch, if you're listening, this is another one for you, if you haven't covered it already, try to figure out what happened here. So the PC version was going to feature enhanced graphics, FMV sequences, yeah, full orchestral score. Okay. As opposed to no score. Right. <laughs> as opposed to no music whatsoever. And was gonna, and was being developed by Psygnosis in 95. It was completed, and I found a quote from a playtester that said he beat the game on the master level. He beat every part of the game, and it was he was ready to go. Uh, now, I found a fan site for the Mercenary Games, and this guy said, now that I don't have any backup for this, but this is what he said. He said that when Sony... And uh, there was a change at Sony and the, and Psygnosis marketing policy, whatever that means, and it led them to drop some of their PC projects. Right, because Psygnosis was owned by Sony at that right, point. Right, right. And apparently, this was dropped. But apparently, it was done. Done. And the screenshots look are blow-away awesome mm -hmm. compared to... I mean, don't get me wrong. We'll get to the graphics here in a second. But, I mean, these are some top-shelf graphics. Of course, it's not five years later. You're right. going to get a better... You, you know, know, it's... It's it's amazing how often you hear about things like this when you study gaming history. How many completed games were just shelved at the last minute and just left to linger in obscurity forever. That would be brutal. Yeah. You know it. Yeah. The amount of time that the people behind this game put into it. This reminds me of all my spoken word albums. Never released, you know, and now they shelved by the record company. You know, I, I don't know what happened to them. At least you got paid for all the advance <gasps> Oh, money. yeah. I use that for all these tattoos. Mm -hmm. So, um, what is... What is Damocles Mercenary 2? Well, the plot is very, quite simple, but the game complex. Uh, you play uh, a, a mercenary who is hired to come in and take care of a little problem that they're having on the planet Eris. What's the problem, Boat? There's a, a comet. comet. It's going to hit the Earth or Eris, and you've got you've to figure out a way to stop it. Right. And the comet is called... Bam! Um, it's like a, just like a series of numbers and no, letters. No, right? no, no! It's called Damocles. Damocles is the comet. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. Are you kidding me? I, well, now that I think about it, like the file that you have to read is called like the Damocles file. That's right. I thought that was just like its code name. No, huh? no, no. Okay. So the sword of Damocles is literally plunging toward Eris, and like it's your it. job to get up and get up there and blow that sucker up or do something to move it out of the way. There and Bruce Willis Armageddon style. That's right. Uh, and you don't want to miss a thing mm -mm. as you're doing it. So um, this game has a little bit... I'll tell you what you got here, in my opinion. Let's say... Um, let's say Hunter is at a bar and all of a sudden he spies across the room and there's Elite hanging. They get together, have a few drinks, produce a son... And that son is Damocles. Mm -hmm. You got a little bit of Elite 2 in there, or Elite. You got a little bit of Hunter in there. Mm -hmm. You got spaceships. You got ground vehicles. Mm -hmm. You've got exploration of buildings. You've got polygons to beat the band. Mm -hmm. All right. You've got free roaming, uh, run around, do whatever you want action. Now, what were your initial thoughts? And I, I should say before I kick it over to you, the opening of this game is awesome. Actually, it starts out you're in this like rocket, and you're come. It's on autopilot, and it's bringing you to Eris. And as you ride it, it zooms through space, and you see the. And you're zooming from deep space, and mm -hmm. you come into the system, and you see all the planets in the system, and it zooms on in, and then you see the sun and stuff over the sky, and then you see clouds, and you come into the planet, and the thing lands, and you can, as you come in, you can see the roads and the. And you, it flies over air, so you can see different points on the on the planet, and then it lands, and then your op, the door opens, you can get out, and you do start your thing. Now, what was your what were your initial thoughts? I was very impressed. Um, at first, I was confused because I thought I was in control. 
<laughs> um, and so I, 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 I actually, too. I missed the first time through this, I missed the opening cinematic completely because it started and I was trying to jump in there because, you know, Star Glider, that's how the game starts. Yes. Yeah is that it just starts you in space and you gotta go. Um, so I went to check my controls and look at the docs, and by the time I finished, the sequence was already over, so I had to rewatch it. But um, the thing that impressed me the most about this game is the speed. Uh, remember last week when we were talking about our favorite and least favorite genres? Yeah. And I said my least favorite genre are things from the first person's perspective, like uh, Dungeon Master and stuff like that? Yep. Well, I'd like to revise that. Uh, I don't mind those type of games at all if they move with the kind of fluidity that this game does. Uh, I, you know, I've reached a point in my life where I have no patience for advancing frame by frame in yeah. first person mode. Yeah. But this was a joy. This was a joy. It to was as smooth around. as yeah. a velvet child, mm -hmm. as I say. It was very beautiful, and especially for what you were pushing out here. This mm -hmm. is some heavy duty uh, polygon action. Mm -hmm. I agree with you on that. Now, once you sat down, what was the first thing you did? Because I'm assuming you started just like I did. Just like, no, did you read the docs? Yeah, like, I read oh, the docs. Oh, see, there you go. So, what did you do? I went to, I got in the car, and I took <laughs> off for the uh, the state building. Or no, I went into the airport building. Well, the game tells you what to do. Right, you yeah, don't even does. have to wait. You don't even have to it read does. the docs. It does. It does. I, that I, goes. I, that, I'll talk more about that later. But anyway, that's what I did. Yeah, and and <clears throat> this here's the things I liked about this. But I'm I'm gonna just go off on a couple things that I thought were neat. Um, when you land your rocket. You instantly can get out, and then you're on the tarmac, I guess, mm -hmm. right? And there's a building. There's only one building. There's only one building. And you and there's a door. And the doors are like Star Trek-style mm -hmm. type doors. And inside the inside the first building is a key. And this key will let you use the car. You've right. got to go fetch the key. <clears throat> the key's huge, by the, key's the way. The key's huge, but you can see it. You could actually see the key through the window. Mm -hmm. You could... Um, these buildings are they're they're, 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 not, they're they're not fully fleshed out. They're rendered in three dimensions That's for right. real. They have multiple floors. Right. This game has um, this game the victories in this game can come down to whether you find the detonator on the second floor of a building amongst other buildings on an island amongst other islands in a sea down the down there. And then you, I mean, it's crazy how there, you can well, literally go anywhere. Anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is very, it's a very realistic uh, open world simulation. Now, we should say, as this game, lo and this is another thing that, uh, that reminded me of Elite, uh, when this game loads um, off the one disc, one disc boat. Incredible. Okay, one 880K Amiga floppy disc. Yeah, this is OCS ECS. This game loads in the memory and never loads again. Yeah. There's no more loading. Uh, it's it's good to go. Very impressive. Mm -hmm. Whoever the, the coder here, uh, Wokes, he knew his craft. Um, this game was late a late arriver, and so when you are in the ship coming to the planet, the guy you're talking to says like, you know, we expected you four years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, well that was sort of an inside joke to the fact that this game was four years late. Oh. This game, I believe the original Mercenaries, and I can double check this, I believe it came out in, in 87, no, it was 85. By the way, the first game was uh, available on the Atari 8-bit. Now, I, And the ZX Spectrum. Right, but I mean, the very first version was on the 8-bit uh, well, Atari, and it was converted over to C64. Okay. Now, uh, uh, and I'll get to, there's a connection here, I wanna talk about that now. Uh, so your job, as I said, they hire you to do this mission. Like Boats says, they actually kind of hold your hand, uh, at least through the early stages right. of the game. Which too. is what you need in the early stages of the game. Yeah. Now, one thing to mention, you've got, so you've got free roaming, check. You've got free travel, check. There's no, you got free love. As far as I could tell, uh, I didn't see that board. <laughs> as far as I could tell, there was no fuel consumption. Did nope. you ever run out of fuel? Nope. Uh, I, you couldn't really crash. Did you ever crash in anything? I never really crashed either. Yeah, now that I think about it, I, you know, um, I had some rough landings. But yeah, in fact, in the docs, it says that you can't die. Right. By. So, and the way, uh, the, I will say the way you operate your car is a little goofy, but we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, so this game takes out a lot of the annoying deaths that you would have by the, your sheer own sheer lack of knowledge of the controls or it's lack like of the grass. game was well designed. Well, no one wants to die stupidly in a yes. mission because you hit a tree. Yes, Jim. Yes. Yeah, <clears throat> I agree with that. Um, so, 
when you when you take undertake this mission, first thing you do is haggle for the price. I thought that was funny. Mm -hmm. now, did, now, did you get that? Well, I just hit OK. Right. See, if uh, I did not do that, mm. how? when did you hit OK? Right away? Yeah. Or? That's what the doc said to do. Well, <laughs> and I don't know if this would have screwed me later, mm -hmm. but I, I just kind of hit space bar or no, hit in mm -hmm. until it got up. He eventually offered me $25 million mm. to do the job. And I hit yes then. He's like, OK, you drop a hard bargain. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what bearing that has. Yeah, on I don't it. think currency is really a thing in this game. It's still kind of funny. It is cool though. You know, uh, you're in constant communication with people, and 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 the audio. There's no audio. The 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 text is transmitted across, almost like a ticker. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, like on Wall Street. Yeah. Um, a lot, uh, and of course. What also accompanies the ticker? A lot of beeping and booping and oh, weird yeah. noise, yeah. which we'll get into. So once you once you land, you get your car, you drive your car to where your rocket's at, your spaceship, which you have to find. The, now driving to it, I didn't find that difficult. This game apparently came with some handouts of maps. Mm. Did you find the maps and look I did at the not. maps? That would have been useful. Yeah, it would have. Yeah. Uh, because, and I actually, eventually I found some pictures. Uh, but because yeah, without those, it's, it, it, navigating is a problem. Mm -hmm. And I will say, finding that first island, it, well, I, I, I had to play, I probably played three times before I actually figured out how to find it because I looked at the map. Because uh, both the last, the first two times I played this, the game just then devolved into me just flying around. Right. And exploring stuff and, and going to different planets. That's what I ended up doing. But that would have helped. Um, the planet is pretty good size in mm -hmm. the boat. Uh, it's big. Is, yeah, it's Iris, massive. It's, it's I wouldn't say massive, but it's 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 cunningly designed to where no, you're not on like a huge continent like China. Right. It's more like a series of Maltas. Yeah. Right. And you. And, and, and I think that's the sub. That's the sub subtitle. Damocles Mercenary Two. A, a series, series of, of Maltas. <laughs> I like a good malt now and again. By the way, you ever have a, you ever drink a malt? All the time. Well, I mean, not really all the time. Have you ever had one? Yeah, it's okay. like a milkshake. It's it's yeah, it's they're good. Um. So once you get your car and you get your rock, and then you are supposed to go to an island, and you get to the island, and that's when they've got you've got your explosives and your detonators. Now, I did not beat this game, although it's quite beatable. Oh yeah, I heard it's no easy feat, but you can do it. And I've also read that there are five different methods of defeating this comet. See, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah, and I guess the most easy one is just to blow it up. Mm -hmm. You know now. Uh, your guy also comes armed with a gun. Uh, did you ever shoot anybody for anything? Well, I the only time I ever triggered the gun was when I was in my limo. I fired the gun off a couple times yeah. in there, but I never I never tried firing walking around. So, from a gameplay perspective, I mean, or a fun factor, but what did you think about about what you were offered here? I had a lot of fun with this game, and I'll tell you uh -huh. why. It's a little thing called the English language. Uh, you weren't you weren't. Uh, you didn't have to rely on a series of obscure symbols to understand what to do. This was not a game like Settlers, where you just have to like constantly refer to the docs. This game tells you what you need to do to get the job done. It comes across on the ticker. It says, you need to go over here and talk to this guy. I went over there. I talked to the guy. I felt like I accomplished something. Yeah, um, I agree with that. I love the, you know, even though this game, obviously, it's flat polygons. There's no detail in the world at all. But it's a lot of bright colors. You know, it's very similar to Elite 2 in that way. Yeah. Um, that's a big that's a big st hanging point to you. You mentioned that a lot of the color, bright, bright colors. I like the spectrum. Do you stare that's at a, a rainbow and just tears roll down your face, your tongue's hanging only out? Only if it's a double rainbow. <laughs> that's when you really get excited. Yeah, eh? yeah. Um, I love the fact, as we're watching right now, you can watch the sun rise and set in real time as you drive along the road. I just spent some time cruising down the road watching the, watching the moon go down. Yeah. I started playing some funky tunes in my head yeah, while I was yeah. doing that. Now, the problem with doing it that way is this. You have a time limit in this game. Right. I did, you know, I the the, the comet destroyed Eris multiple multiple times when I was playing. This. I uh, um, I like the concept of this game. I think it looks. I mean, the this is another game. The Amiga always. It's funny. We played we played Elite too. I played it back in the younger days, and then I thought, man, this is incredible. And then I saw Hunter and that Amiga thought I was like, my God, this is remarkable. Mm -hmm. We saw that RoboCop game that had that. I was like, this is incredible. Then we played a Star Glider, which mm -hmm. just has a lot in common with this. I was like, my God, that's amazing. 
And it just keep they keep up in the ante, and I got to give the committee credit on this one. Again, I've never heard of this one. No, I don't know how I missed it. You know, I really don't. Well, did, I can't remember. Did you say that this got a PC release? It did not get a yeah. PC release. So they that's probably it. why you missed it. Yeah, but I mean, I had an Amiga, no. uh, and it got an American release, which I'll get to that. Uh, but uh, um, this is a uh, uh, this is like a fully fleshed out. No, that's not true. This is a not that fleshed out <laughs> polygon polygonal based exploration game and it's i mean boat this thing's got nine planets and mm. 19 moons yeah you know it's funny there's a lot of chatter these days about this new you know it's we're watching a, a, the pendulum swing back um you started out with with games like this you know exploration games and people say well you know it's cool you can explore all this stuff but what if you had an infinite galaxy to explore and everything was procedurally generated yeah and then you get a game like a modern game like no man's sky where you know you can it's a, literally an infinite universe but then you realize the infinite universe is you know a mile wide and an inch deep and so there's a new game called the outer wilds which everybody's wild about where you've got a really small solar system just like this and you've got a task to perform so that's I, I was constantly thinking back to the Outer Wilds as I haven't played it yet, but just while I was playing this game, it's a very it's it's weird to say that the game has personality, but I think you know just through your interaction with the guy at the beginning, um, you know it, it was, it's kind of it, it's kind of funny you know at the beginning, and I I really had a good time with this one. Is this elite? No. Is this easier to get into than Elite? Yes. yes. Yeah. Now, uh, as much as I like this game, it had plenty of things I didn't like. Sure. <clears throat> uh, and I'll get up for starters. This and, and again, uh, when I say this, you I, I take into account the era and the time this was mm -hmm. released. Okay. I don't like the interface uh, at all. Really? I don't. I don't like, for example, you drive the car and the spaceship the same exact way, and it's it's to me, I thought it was goofy. Do you want to have like a flight yoke? You've got to purchase. Separately? I would just like to get in the car and sort of hit the button. You know, it's, I didn't like. I thought that was weird. I didn't like the uh, the button. I would like to really what I'd like to have is sort of like an um, an independent. Like I don't know what I want. To be yeah, I don't know that. what you I want either. I, I did I, I thought the I thought the interface was a little. Kooky. Well, that's, like the in, in, your inventory you, and stuff. I, I I thought the inventory was easy to manage compared. Think about most of the crap we played. Well, it, it was okay, but I I I, I, I would have also. I'll tell you the thing that really bothered me. I, I'm I'm again. I, I I had all kinds of trouble keeping the keys straight. All right, now if I had a, a piece of paper in front of me with all the keys stuff, when it would have helped. Um, also, the sound on this. There's a lot of game. There's a lot of game aspects of this that remind me of an 8-bit game, mm -hmm. and you can tell these guys had worked on the 8-bit game. And then this had they'd started working on this like right after that because there's the sound, the way the text scrolls. So there's a lot of that stuff was 8-bit as heck. It reminded me of an old Atari game mm -hmm. in a lot of yeah, ways. Yeah, I mean the way that the text scrolls by does remind me a lot of Mule. And the uh, it reminded me of like some of this game reminded me of like Star Raiders and stuff. But something else I didn't like on this was the ability. And it's not the game's fault, but getting around, getting lost, happened to me all the time. Yeah, I mean, all the but time I got lost in a in a game like this, you know, where there are no define. You you got four walls that all look exactly the same. It's it's just like those dungeon crawlers, you know. Yeah. You just, the the only difference is it's slightly less irritating because you're moving at a greater than snail's pace. That's true, game. and I will say, yeah, it's hard to ask a game like this to have auto mapping mm -hmm. because you're talking about nine plant or nine plants. Right. and moons right. and, all, and, and all of them have buildings. Maybe if we had all of the things that the game came with spread out before yeah. us, it might be a different story. I had some of that stuff and it didn't help It that didn't much. help? Okay. It's because the, uh, I, you know, I had trouble, maybe you can explain, I didn't quite understand the coordinate system in this either. Did you? That's my, that, you're talking about your faults with the game? Yeah. That's my major okay, fault Okay, thank God. Because I just thought I was an idiot. I had a heck of a time figuring out what, how that I, worked. Yeah, I still don't understand how it works. I gotta be totally honest. I never figured it out and the docs could, did not explain it to me. I want to be able to. sort of vague. Because it's like, you, you go right? in, you're, you're following the in-game instructions and the text is like, okay, head for these coordinates and you can find your next thing. Well, you can't just like plug in those coordinates and go. You have to like you're you're flying and it it has to do with your trajectory. But I could never zero in on what where I was supposed to be going. The uh, it's the the, the uh, game often references diagrams. I mean, did you notice that? And and there that was the handouts that came with it. it would, that's what mm -hmm. I was talking about. And so if you don't have that, this is one of those games immediately. 
this is one, even old A had to go consult the docs pretty mm -hmm. early on yeah. just to figure out what was going on because the very first time I played this, I couldn't figure out how to get out of a plane. I couldn't figure out how to pick stuff up. Yeah. I couldn't figure out how to drive the car. I couldn't figure out nothing. I'd say, you know, I'd say this is, if you think about, if you're familiar with Star Glider, which is, I think is a more popular game, yeah. if Star Glider had an on, on the ground component, um, then that's what this this would be. I gotta say, this is at least as good as Star Glider. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, mean, this, I think they're equal in my this mind. This one came out of the blue, uh, uh, frankly. I mean, I'm just amazed at what they could, at that era, at that time, and keep in mind that a lot of, of the work that on this was in the late eighties. Yeah. It's and quite astounding. This is this is the type of game that the Amiga excels at. You know, the these what? type of, you know, genre pushing, you know, experiential type things. But not you graphically know. it doesn't excel at it. I mean, oh, absolutely! Think about what well, other I mean, games what? were you playing in 1990 that looked like this, that moved like this? I don't know. None games is the correct answer. <laughs> well, maybe you're right. I just, I mean, um, I will you, say the P, the 95 PC version, the the uh, pictures I saw, they looked like this with the polygon skin. Well, the, you know, the, yeah. by 95 the world had moved on. Right, but I'm just 1990. There's nothing. I can't think of anything that looked like this that moved with this amount of speed. If you told me that say, hey kid. You could play this game where you could explore nine planets, a bunch of moons, and each one of those have landing bays that you can get out of your plane and go walk around in various buildings. It's astounding. Now, another problem I have with the game, it's not the game's fault, but I'm gonna mention it, is the the worlds feel absolutely desolate. I mean, mm -hmm. there is and there are large expanses of nothing yeah. surrounded by a field of nothing mm -hmm. and a forest of absolutely nothing. Right. There well, a no, forest would imply a great amount of you trees, never which see, are not You never see, I never saw a single soul in my travels. Yeah. Uh, I did see lots of boxes, and I saw benches, and I remember the first thing I did was go in and pick up an air conditioner. I thought that was you funny. You can pick up everything in yeah. this game. You just hit down on the cursor, you picked up a, a sofa. You yeah, yeah, in, yeah. Um, the, uh, I, but I mean, it's amazing, and if you remember, if you remember when we played Hunter, it had buildings you could go into, and they were the simplest possible structures. This has multi-floor elevated buildings with with um, uh, different rooms mm -hmm. and setups. It's very impressive. Isn't absolutely. It, absolutely. And remember, this is OCS ECS. This is 1985 hardware. Yeah. Um, this game uh, did come out with a couple, they came out with a couple mission discs. Did you know that expansion? I, I heard that. Uh, and they added extra missions, and also they gave you some saved games. It's sort of what Elite did in Elite. They, they give you saved games from crazy places. Let you go off, and then there was a third game. This was also it was called Mercenaries Three, the Dion Crisis. Or was it about Dion Warwick? It was, mm. and the and the Friendship Network. Uh, <laughs> you don't think I remember that, did you? <laughs> no, I don't know what it's about. Uh, it was also released on the ST and Amiga, and it was, uh, uh, you know, it picked up where this was left off. So it's kind of neat. Uh, there was a a sequel pitched. And you'll like this in a a magazine called Zap, Italian gaming magazine, and they in an April Fool's issue build the mercenaries for the eleventh planet, which was going to be a game, and it was all crap. Mm. No, it was not a real thing. I hate April Fools. I, I just know wish you all do. I know you you don't like silly. You won't stand for it. I won't. Um, there was a PC port of this game. This game is, like I said, there's a there's a following of this game. It really is. I was on some of the websites and stuff. There's, there, you know, I don't know how big it is now, but it was big well into the 2000s. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, there are two. I saw two different types of PC sort of versions of this. Um, you got anything to add before I get into the reviews on this? No, let's talk about the reviews. Uh, so, uh, the people at Lemon uh, gave uh, gave this a uh, 7.46. I think it's a little low, frankly, yeah, I'm and that's very not like Lemon. By that. Yeah, uh, Amiga Computing go to seventy three. I'm not sure some people got this game, but uh, Amiga Force gave it a, a eighty eight. Amiga Format gave it a ninety two. I'm very surprised. Yeah, See you, Amiga gave it a ninety four. Info gave it a th four out of five, and your Amiga, and, and one of my favorite things. In January of ninety, they gave it a ninety percent. In August, they reverted down to a seventy nine. Oh, I don't know what happened. Yeah. And I should mention before we move on that uh, this game was actually highly praised uh, on, on some of the other ports. Uh, the Spectrum version of this was voted number 15 in the Euro Sinclair Reader's Top 100 Games of All I'm Time. I'm going to have to check out the Spectrum version. All right. 
can you imagine? I can't even imagine can't what that's ima- like. Yeah. Uh, and the Amiga version of this game was ranked 21st best game of all time by Amiga Power. And uh, it was also. But didn't Amiga Power also give it like a 62% when they were. I don't have it. It's funny, I don't have it a review for them, so they're off the hook. And it was also very well regarded on the ST. So it was. It's a well regarded, popular game. And the fellow that made it here, I want to go back to him real quick. uh, Yeah, the uh, uh, Paul Wokes, who he just passed away a couple years Mm -hmm. ago, uh, is a very private man. But he was. From what I read, he was. a very talented programmer and an excellent writer. So, and, and people, people liked him. But it was I couldn't find hardly any anything about him. I never saw a picture of him. And I couldn't find any interviews with him. So. Huh. Huh. But he's but he's well loved. That's well, I can sure. tell you this, Aaron. Our Discord community was not interested in reviewing this game. I think they 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 took a look at some screenshots and decided it was not worth the effort. Which, you know, it's it, this is the kind of game. Listen, when me and you hear heard about this game, I was like, "Oh my God, yeah. what is this?" Because it thought, sounds. I thought we were going to be it's in. It's intimidating, for and it's not an easy game to play. It ain't dogfight, that's no. for sure. But what you, what it really, if you're a kind of person, listen, everyone that listens to this show for any time knows I like my stuff light. Mm-hmm. This ain't light, but it's not so deep that you can't see the sun. Yeah, there's a lot. There's gameplay to be had. I didn't purposely didn't watch any of the ending videos so I could go back and try my hand. Mm-hmm. The time limit gives you some uh, experience to it, so you're not going to be playing it for until now, until Doomsday. You know, and look, I think it's a, a a good hidden gem, my opinion. I agree. I think that this is, um, you know, it's almost like I, I might just like you. I group all these games together: Hunter, Star Glider, this game. Um, and they're all impressive in their yeah. own way. I wouldn't put Robocop 3 in there. Robocop 3 well, is, is a less... Robocop was... The, the perspective was very nice. And I played well once we figured out what we were doing. That part of that, it. That, I think you got a little rose-colored glasses on. That, those driving sections, the frame rate was atrocious. Yeah, I thought I mean, it was okay. chugging. Um, but I, anyway... I should mention that e- on eBay, I did find a sealed NTSC copy of this in the States. Really? They're asking 150 bucks for best offer. And in the UK, these are selling for 43, 42, above 40 bucks. Mm. So, so it's still a desirable game. Yeah, apparently, I, I'm guessing some of that's just for the fact that you want to get the goodies that are in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, Aaron, before we go, let's check in with what's been going on on the Amigos Retro Gaming YouTube channel. All right, what do you got? Well, let's talk first of all about uh, our latest episode of the ranking of Amiga platformers. Yes, I haven't got to watch this one yet. So this is one that I did. uh, When we first started doing the show, one of the first Amigos Plays videos I did was this game called Mr. Beanbag. I recall that you liked that game. I did, and I continue to like it. There are some people, you know, Lorfarius came in. He destroyed this game on the YouTube comments. He said it was unspeakably bad. I think that this is an okay title. Um, It doesn't look that great. Well, you know, it's... the enemies. This is one of these games. There are tons of games <laughs> where <laughs> there are tons of games where the designers spend all their time on the main character and no time on anything else. This is the inverse of that. Yeah. Where the, the enemies are all well animated. It's colorful. There's lots of fun collectibles. The uh, playable character is a beanbag that barely moves. Isn't this the, that's another Amiga alm hallmark? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the parade of horrible mascots continues unabated. <laughs> right. So uh, check out that video to see where it ranks in the ranking of Amiga platforms. Yeah. Don't tell us. I want to find out. Yeah. All right. Uh, coming up next, Aaron, you want to talk a little bit about the Sega Mega Drive? Wait a minute. That way back. Yeah, that's too far back. Sorry, the handheld games episode of ARG presents. Yeah, ARG this week we we spun bizarro handheld games, and what that means is we had to pick each other's game. And what a week for this to come up because I got screwed. <laughs> uh, we play uh, handheld games, and I picked. In fact, for on loan from the Boat Collection, I picked Digital Derby, a handheld game where you drive a little car. Very mm-hmm. sort of a famous game, I yeah. think, Boat. And from and this is from like I think it was from '78 or something mm-hmm. like that. '78. And Brent picked for me the little arcade version of Burger Time. Uh, I love Burger Time, Boat. Uh, I like the Intellivision version a lot too. The arcade version is good. Uh, and this version, uh, well, this the little arcade he got me holds a secret surprise, mm. uh, which I'll let you find that about. But it was fun, and we also I will say coming up, uh, uh, which we'll be we'll be uh, uh, filming it this weekend, will be another. We rolled another Bizarro episode. Yeah, that so was we'll, unbelievable. So we'll be picking each other's games again. But I will say just to spoil it, 
will be covering the Intex Adventure Vision. I cannot wait. You Every know. game released for the Intex Adventure Vision. I don't know if you saw this, but I've played a real Adventure I Vision. I saw that, and I've seen them, but it wasn't working. Yeah, I. These, this is extremely, probably the rarest console you've yet covered the on amount Energy. Of, even rarer than think the Sam Coupe. You, you see what these so? things sell for? I did. They, they're I did. expensive machines. I was, I was surprised. Yeah. I'd rather have the Sam Coupe. Oh, who wouldn't? Um, in addition to that, we've got some just of my normal streaming nonsense. Uh, I, I continue to work my way through some of the best Atari 1200 or Atari 8-bit games ever on the Atari 1200XL. You know, I'll, before you continue, I watched this video you mm -hmm. made, and I love Alley Cat. It's one of my favorite old school, but I've always played it on the PC. Mm. And so when you brought this up, you talk about vibrant, beautiful color. Yeah. Because I've always played the CGA version of this. Oh. And now I can never go back. Mm -hmm. This thing looks like a million dollars. It really looks good. Now you horrible, were horrible at it, <laughs> and you made me want to cry. And then you went on to stink up Archon, right? Another great game that you were. And I was screaming, "No boat! Don't move the wizard boat! You're putting him in peril, boat!" But you moved him right into peril. You didn't care. But that's a great game too. Yeah, I enjoyed this. And this, like I said, this is what made me get out my uh, digitizing Atari gimmick to try out. So it was a good deal. And then uh, that's and, awesome. Yeah. And then we, we did a little bit of Asteroids. Asteroids is garbage on the Atari 8-bit. It is. And then I play. And then we. And then I finish things up with Astro Chase. Astro Chase is not garbage. Astro no. Chase is actually wonderful. So um, and good news if you're a fan of these Atari streams, Aaron has introduced me to a new gimmick which will allow me to uh, capture footage from the Atari in glory. Glorious uh, high definition. Yeah, well, so um, high age. It's the as high as it can go. Yeah. At least. Uh, so the the days of the scan lines, at least the the ugly scan lines, not the ones that we like, are are over. Um, so stay tuned for my next uh, Atari stream. Uh, and finally, Aaron, um, I did a little bit. Well, I did a, a Spectrum stream where I played our uh, our game for this week. But then I this is. A new series that is every once in a while that I like to play. It's uh, I I play some modern games. This is a series called Late Night Modern Gaming. I usually do it late at night because everybody's asleep. Uh -huh. um, at least everybody in Europe. This is a game called A Short Hike, and uh, this is a it's it's one of these games that is made to look like a PlayStation era game. You know, it's it's a 3D rendered but heavily pixelated game. Uh, and it's all about climbing to the top of a mountain and the adventures that you have. It's very Animal Crossing-esque. It's very cute. It's very whimsical. I'm sure you'd hate it. I will say, uh, for our European viewers that caught the live stream of this, uh, if you weren't asleep before you started watching this, then this would put you in a double coma. I tried to watch you play this, and it is the I didn't. I, it is not my cup. This of is tea. not your thing. I like cutesy stuff. I like Pingo. Mm. I like Cuber and stuff like that. But did this? I don't get the whole Animal Crawl. I know are they farm simulations? Mm -hmm. I don't get that. So I know people love it. I'm yep. not bad mouthing yep. it. But this was uh, nap a mania was running wild. I was wide awake. I was bright eyed and bushy tailed. I mean, and two minutes later, I was like, I was at a sleeper in the old days. I was fighting that sucker. I was going for the ropes. Holy smokes. Yeah, so that is a short hike that was just released on Steam a couple weeks ago. So check that out if you are so inclined. All right, Aaron, before we go, I want to announce the results of last week's Patreon song challenge. Zero. Squadoosh. The now, Squadoosh. I was not incredibly surprised. It was sort of an obscure song. I was a little surprised that you didn't get it. The name of the song was Queen of My Double Wide Trailer by Sammy Kershaw. What made you think I would know that? You know lots of country songs. No, I don't know any new country songs. That song's from 1993. That's new. New country started in the 90s. The song you wanted me to sing last week is newer than that song. I can't remember what it was. It was some country song by the Georgia Satellites or some garbage. Uh, no. Yeah, no, the Georgia Satellite song wasn't out in the, in the early '90s. Somebody help me out here. They, you, oh yeah, the chat's going to help you out with some Georgia Satellite trivia. I'll find it. Keep going. So this week, I'm going to roll. I can't be wrong. I'm going to try and uh, go uh, a little bit more uh, mainstream. Aaron picked a song for me. I'm going to put that aside for this week, and I'm going to do it next week. It. That's two in a row, boat. Um, <clears throat> so here we go. What is that? I just have to warn. This is like vocal exercises. You wouldn't understand. I... Mike W. Decker Three Poor Gary Heather. 
Free lunch, Kate Fox, David Pickford, Cameron Armstrong, Andy Jones, Lobster Terminator, Craig McClellan, 10 Mid Amiga Retrocast, Counting Virtual Sheep, Bernard Quinn, Retro Man Cave, Tim Drew, Simon Rose, Joseph Harrison, Kyle Letter, Rob O'Hara, Howard Nibs, and Matthew Larimore, Andy Craig, Shonzo, Darren Lomax, Colin, 419, Bark, Bit, Rolling, Book, Andrew Monks, Joe the Zombie, John Cook, Dan Ross, Lee Killon, Alec Bob, Chekote, Level, Old John Marshall, Matthew Perrone, Ricky DeRosha, Creepy Dead Boy. Figgy CTZ, the slow Norris, Stefan Sorgord, Mortensen, <laughs> Edvin Helen, Blindo 75, Christopher Hassel, Ravi Abbott, Chris Full Dream Lauren Giroux, Graham Vebke, Lane Denson. Adam Matters, B. O'Brien's Retro and Vintage, Gary Hucker, C. Brian Jones, Paul Harrington, Duncan Styles, Tapes from the Crib, Josh and Adam Bradley, Jonas Rillo, THT, Eric Nelson, Kim Tommy Humberstad, Daniel Bingston, Brutal Barracuda, Jaren Coles, Jason Warns, Pixels of Dawn, and Kjolbjorn Barman. Oh my god. I saw someone said they got it. No, getting that, it's like getting audio hepatitis. <laughs> That's what that is. You, you channeled your gravelly inner commercial singer on that one. I did. I, I did. You went down there, and you went way up there. Mm -hmm. Never go up there again. For voting. No, no. All right. Well, next week, Aaron, we're going to take a look at one of our, both of our favorite games. Mm -mm. Really? I'm not a big fan. Okay, well, we're going to we'll take see. a look at one I'll, of my maybe, favorite games. Maybe I've played the arcade version most of the time. Yeah. So. We're going to play Pang. Pang! See, the name is no good. I that's that's my first forever. thing. Pang. You, don't ever defame that song by, <laughs> by singing it. <laughs> just, the name of that game doesn't fit for Pang. me. I don't like it. I don't Whoa. like it. I got a million of them. He'll <laughs> <laughs> save every one of us. That's what you're paying. <laughs> All right, guys. We will see you next week. I want to thank everybody for watching us in the chat. We had a nice crowd in the chat. Edvin Helen, Barkmit, Free Lunches here, Duncan Styles, Picard 2005, Necronom, Pixels of Dawn, doing the mod squad. Uh, we got. How much modded? Do you have to do it on our oh, chat? He's, he's, he's banning people left and right. Are you kidding me? No one's ever been banned. Fake A.B. Cerile showed Whoa. up for a little bit. Fancy. Terry Howard's here. Uh, Jason Warns. He's working on the Amiga 600 in the lab, repairing those pads. He's using a uh, he's using a, a, a soldering iron the size of one of those kids' Crayolas. Yeah. He's yeah. really going to he's, work he's on that thing. He's going to town. So, um, absolutely. Thank you, guys. We record the show every Friday at 5.30 around then, unless we don't. But I think we're going to be on schedule for the foreseeable future. Mm. Uh, so make sure you tune in uh, if you can and join the fun in the YouTube chat. And uh, guys, until next week, keep Wait, on... One thing? Oh, okay. One more time, congratulations to Colin, our good buddy. Absolutely. Congratulations, Colin. Get, way to get married. <laughs> Just stop. We'll see All you right. next week. Adios. Adios.